0: Hello and welcome to GradCast, the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. I'm your host, Liam Clifford.
1: I'm your co-host, Nicole Paznav,
2: and I'm your other co-host, Reese Patterson.
0: And today we're with Ricardo Mole on what is a very special episode for GradCast today, the inaugural episode of our brand new international student experience segment called Hashtag Global Grads. Ricardo, thank you very much for joining us today.
3: Welcome. Hi, everyone. Thank you. Thank you for the opportunity to talk to you.
0: Now, Ricardo, brand new segment. We're very excited to have you on. So thank you so much again for, for joining us today. How about you just explain to the audience a little bit about yourself, where you come from, and uh, a bit of why you're decided to study at Western?
3: Well, uh, I'm. my name is Ricardo Mo. I'm 31, although I, I'm pretty sure that it doesn't look like and uh, I am in the master's uh, p- political science program and well why I choose western to be honest my my current supervisor uh, he is Canadian obviously but he used it to be my supervisor here in Brasilia that's where I am from I'm I live in Brasilia is the capital of Brazil, it's, a, it's a, quite a big city uh, in the central region of the country. And I was born and raised here. Uh, it, well, Brasilia is like, a, it's like Ottawa. It's a, it was a planned city to be the capital, uh, but I think it, it have a population like uh, around or maybe slightly bigger than Montreal. So it's a big city. And but it look it doesn't look like a big city. Uh there's a lot of parks and bucolic spaces around here and it's more likely to be like a huge London. Just to to make a a comparison uh like not with Ottawa. So are you are
1: you currently in Canada or Brazil?
3: No, I'm currently in Brazil. Ah yeah. Yeah, I'm currently in Brazil due to the pandemic.
1: What time is it there?
3: Oh, we we are 2 hours forward.
1: Oh, okay. 2 hours ahead, yeah. Uh
3: it was actually only 1 hour but due to the daylight time that you 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 started at the beginning of the month, it's now uh 2 hours. But it's not an it's not a, it's not an issue, yeah. And uh well, I, I choose western Sorry, I, I I kind of got lost in my own answer, but uh, I choose Western because uh, my my former supervisor, uh, Professor Toujon from the Political Science Department, uh, he used to live here. He 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 taught at the University of Brasilia, where I I did my undergrad in Political Science, and uh, and after like eight years uh, working with uh, a government relationship. I kind of got tired of that. And I, I came to him to, to ask which alternatives could I have in, in like uh, pursuing a master degree. And confidently he told me that he was about to leave Brazil and because he was going to, to start teaching in, in Western. And after that, I just, Things just happen, I, I, I look for it, I, I, I like it. And uh, I lived in Canada last year. I had the opportunity to visit London for a weekend and the, the rest is all story.
2: What other places have you visited? Obviously you've, you came to London for a weekend, but did you explore anywhere else in Ontario?
3: Yeah, I, I backpacked to Ottawa, Montreal and Quebec City like the most basic cities, uh, I think, at least in the in, the, in that region, right, but uh, it was an amazing experience, to be honest, I, I had a really great time, uh, because I, I I backpacked partly with some friends, and partly all by myself, I, I went to Ottawa, in a very great, a very nice opportunity that I had that time, because I, I had this this couple of friends that I met in Toronto, Laura and uh, uh, Max. They are like Laura constantly is also a political scientist, Liam. So we have <laughs> so much in common to talk about uh, in our lazy time. And Very good. She is Colombian and Max is German, but both speaks Portuguese and they actually live their lives as a couple in Portuguese. So I, I was, at that time, my English wasn't that good at all. I, I don't think actually it, it still is. But, uh, but at that time, I I, I I made this trip with her, with them, because Laura was uh, about to, to get her citizenship and she should attend this ceremony in Ottawa. So it was like a very, a very rich trip. Uh, culturally speaking because uh, she, she also lived there. She studied in, in University of Ottawa and as a political scientist and uh, someone who also studied a lot about the Canadian politics, uh, she explained a lot of stuff to me. She, she, she explained how the, the government system works and I wasn't that aware about how, how the Canadian government, uh, Canadian politics works in general, and, uh, but not only about politics, but also about the whole Canadian history. And after that, they had to, to get back to Toronto. And uh, I, I, I continued my, my trip by myself and I, I visit several places, several uh, coffee shops. I'm actually a true coffee lover. I, I, I love specialty coffees. And that's what actually guided my trip like I, I didn't I didn't go for all the touristic landmarks. I, I looked for the best coffee shops in each of these cities and that was the best decision I made, to be honest be, I made to be honest because uh, with that script for my trip, I kind of uh, went to the best places I could ever imagine. I, I couldn't even imagine that I, I I would leave some sort of situations that I that I had the opportunity to. So yeah, I think that is.
2: So one question, since you are a coffee aficionado, have yeah. you had Tim Horton's coffee as the true quintessential Canadian experience? And what are your thoughts on the coffee if you've had it? Oh, God, oh, don't say right. that.
3: Actually, I, I hope that this isn't a sensitive topic, but, uh, I I gotta say that I I respect Tim Hortons.
1: Oh Dude. don't <laughs> there's nothing to I, I respect, respect there.
3: Oh I respect just because it's a it's a kind of a national symbol.
1: Oh, it's but awful. Actually
3: the coffee is so bad. The coffee is so bad.
1: Okay, well it used to actually so I, I can't remember exactly how many years ago, but it used to be what the McDonald's coffee now, is now that used to be the Tim Warren's coffee, but then I think like A&W bought it out or something and then they lost their bargain on the coffee beans. So now they have just literally the worst pick of all the coffee beans and it tastes so bad. So don't yes. feel bad about saying that it tastes like shit because it does.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's
1: actually
3: very bad. I, I, I only recur to it when I was like pretty much tired, but I still had like to to get at home alive.
1: when you're desperate
3: <laughs> so, yeah some some situations like this after like leaving the work very tired or, but still fixated with coffee and okay I must consume some caffeine and all right that's the only coffee shop cl- close to me and it's still open so but well uh, other than tim hortons canada actually have some very good coffee roasters, and uh, most of them, actually all of them, all of the coffee beans are not uh, from North America, obviously, but uh, I, I felt so proud when I consumed some very good Brazilian coffee in Canada. That's a, that was a very nice uh, experience, actually.
0: Must must have been a proud moment, and uh, I promise you, you offended none of us by criticizing Tim Hortons. I can assure you okay. of that much. <laughs> now, in your in your in your experience with Canada, Canada is an, or, an enormous country, and I mean, you did see some of the major cities along uh, along the sort of eastern portion of the country. Was there anything that particularly stuck out to you? Any bit of culture that really resonated with you, or any specific thing that you saw that? you really remember as being truly Canadian?
3: Well, I'm not sure if this is something like related to Canada specifically, but I, I could note, but leaving Toronto, uh, I could notice how Torontonians are. Like th- there is this stereotype, right? And you, you can say better than me. But uh, there is this stereotype of how like workaholics they are, and how in a rush every time they are. And uh, I had the, the, this occasion in in Quebec City that I, I met this guy in a bar, and we are just chatting at the like while, while grabbing a beer. And he was actually from
0: Regina or yeah, yeah. in Saskatchewan. Mm-hmm.
3: No, no, he, w- he was from, from Calgary, and, oh, okay. uh, and he was like very calm speaking, and w- he wasn't like in a rush uh, as most of the people that, I, that I've met in, in Toronto, and he, was, he, uh, he actually started to talk about how Torontonians are, and, uh, and about how differently people can, can be uh, in Canada. Well, Canada is a vast country. Uh, I, I, like, Brazil is huge if you look into the map, but Canada, oof, it, it's, it's absurd. And, but, but still, there, there are very few people compared to other countries, right? Uh, but still, uh, Canada is a very diverse country and that's something that I really loved about Canada. Uh, the diversity that uh, the Canadian people have, like due to immigration policies or due to the colonization history and everything that made you be the people that, that you are.
1: I, I'm going to just say that I think that it's not just necessarily tor- tor- Torontonians, however you say that word, uh, that are the workaholics. <laughs> But I honestly just think it's the entire North American population, like in comparison to places in Europe and like in particularly, I can speak from to Sweden because I lived there for a year, but like everyone in Canada is just like work as much as I can, make as much money as I can. Whereas like in Europe and stuff, they're actually living to enjoy their life. Like in Sweden, they have four day work weeks and six hour work days and they get just as much done as we do here in Canada in like a hundred over time hours like it's just ridiculous like here we work we live to work versus there they work to live I guess so yeah I don't know it's 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 definitely a big culture change I would say
3: yeah it is and uh I noticed that as well I I had some some like small jobs when I when I I lived in Toronto uh but I could notice how workaholic people are and you, you are probably right that it's not only Tor- people from Toronto, but like mm, Canadians or North Americans in general, because, well, the US is it's like that as well.
2: I'm sure there's a joke somewhere where you have a like a Vancouverite, a Tr- Trontonian, and somebody from like Halifax all like meet in a bar. It's probably there's See, there's it's a joke to say.
3: <laughs> Oh. <laughs>
1: Try saying torontonium three times in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry,
3: but isn't that a word? I, I thought it was.
1: <laughs> yeah. No,
0: no, you you absolutely got it right and Ricardo, I might just add that when you pronounce Toronto, you actually dropped the second T like most people from Toronto do, which is which is yes, excellent. So, it really I got that really from sh- them. <laughs> really shows your 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 time in the city. Now, is there um is there any sort of stereotype um, sort of like the workaholic one we've been talking about that you can attribute to a particular Brazilian city or state?
3: Yes, uh, pretty much uh, Sao Paulo. Sao Paulo is pretty much like that. Uh, as, you, as you may know, Sao Paulo is the biggest city, I'm not wrong in Latin America, maybe it's only, I think, it, I'm not sure, but maybe it's even bigger than Mexico City. Uh, but, well, people from Sao Paulo are known here to be very workaholic and they like uh, wake up working and they go to bed still working and they dream about work. So it's, <laughs> uh, that, that's kind of uh, the stereotype that they have here.
1: So of the places that you visited here in Canada, which one would you say is your favorite?
3: I... I had a really great time in Ottawa. Curiously, although people usually say that, oh, oh there's not nothing much to do there, but uh, but I really had a great time in Ottawa, mainly because I, I was with uh, uh, a group of friends, and uh, but I loved Montreal as well. I, I was gonna state. say
1: I think Montreal is the most European like city so most of the time when people come visit canada they like really appreciate like quebec city and montreal so i was expecting that answer from you i was surprised by ottawa
3: yeah yeah but but it's actually uh because of uh of the fact that i was with friends uh, with uh, like uh i was with like five or six friends that i've actually met uh, in toronto but uh so because of that i, I had a, a, a some great uh some great days and nights uh, in Ottawa but uh, when I went to to Montreal by myself I I got amazed with the city I could notice uh, that people from Quebec are a little bit different and that's so nice <laughs> I, I found that's awesome and I really would like to speak French uh, at least a little bit because uh, as I told you before when I went to to Ottawa I I, I went to some friends who speaks Portuguese. And I also met other Brazilians there that actually live in, in Canada for more than 10 years. But uh, I, I was like quite comfortable with the language because I could keep speaking in Portuguese with my friends. But then uh, we we had this party with uh, a lot of other Colombians and Spanish people. And Uh, in the same party we we were like speaking in English Portuguese and Spanish and suddenly I realized that I was kind of going back and forth with the three languages that I didn't even knew that I would be able to to speak so much but then uh, the day after I went to Montreal and people started to ask me things in French and I I kind of I froze I, I couldn't speak not even in in English anymore because I started to answer. I realized I started to answer answer people in Spanish, and that <laughs> made no sense at all. So, okay, then I I kind of freak out, and then I okay, just calm down and enjoy your trip. You are all alone now. Enjoy the city, and and that's what happened. I just started to walk. Around uh, Montreal, and I realized how beautiful the city uh, the city is, and how how awesome the whole region there is, and not, and people as well. Although I didn't meet uh, many people as I did in Ottawa.
2: Don't worry about not being able to speak French. In the Canadian curriculum, we are all taught how to speak French, and then usually <laughs> there's a there's a trip to like Montreal or Quebec City, and we think we're so cool and go and speak French and everyone looks at you which just like all oh, these English
1: speakers, they think that they think they can speak it, but they can't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, no offense to people from Quebec, but they just butchered the French language. So don't even try to speak Quebecois French. It's not even worth it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just I butchered that. it. I,
3: I, and, I hope and, they don't get offended because I'm no, actually very polite, but uh, <laughs> I heard that that is true. Uh,
0: I, I, I find it uh, quite interesting how we see like a confluence of all of these romance languages finding, finding each other on, on Canada's soils with Portuguese, Spanish and French really all coming to the forefront. So, you know, I think, I think once you have a basis in one of those languages, um, it becomes easier to, to, to learn another one. So I think with, with due practice, you can, you can certainly embrace your full Canadian side and, uh, and learn a bit of French as well.
3: Yeah, I hope so. Uh, as all being uh, Latin origin languages, I, I think that is like I'm kind of a step further in, in that in that regard. But uh, uh, a cu- curious fact is that I I learned th- the last time I was in a Spanish class was like ten years ago, and then after some tequila shots, I realized I could speak fluently, and I. <laughs> I, I got compliments from Spanish people and all right, then maybe I can speak better Spanish than English, but uh, I got to stick with English and here I am.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, well, very good. We we're really enjoying your kind of um, experiences in Canada so far. Now we might have to shed a little light on an unfortunate topic in COVID-19 and how this has impacted your journey as an international student. What sort of experiences have have you undergone with trying to study as an international student in a global pandemic?
3: Well, Liam, uh, that's actually kind of a bad topic to uh, when you were kind of talking to Brazilian guy who have some consciousness about how, how bad COVID is, uh, because it really uh, became a politicized topic around here in Brazil, and I, I actually don't know how much uh, the the Canadian media coverage about uh, South American countries and about Brazil specifically, but uh, th- but the, the president of Brazil, uh, Mr. Bolsonaro, he he didn't give proper attention to to what the pandemic really is, and uh, and because of that, our numbers, uh, our COVID numbers are pretty bad. We are only behind uh, the U.S. in in numbers of uh, contamination and death, and. That, that's something obviously very bad but uh since the the the, the breakout uh, of the the pandemics i i like i'm at home with my parents and i uh, i almost uh, go nowhere instead of the the supermarket and uh due to that also the uh, canadian government stopped issuing visas so actually despite i'm um, we are about to, to finish the the file term in some weeks. Uh, I still don't have my student permit, for example, and uh, I, we all are studying online. But uh, as I don't have a, a visa, I also uh, couldn't be uh, I couldn't be assigned as a TA. And well, th- there is all the the currency. Uh, question factor about being an international student. We have to, 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 to exchange the, the, the currency, to paying Canadian dollars, the, the, the tuition and other stuff. But uh, without the, the TA ship, uh, everything became much uh, harder to, to afford because uh, if I could be there in London uh, or, or in anywhere in Canada, at least, I, I could be uh, working and being paid in Canadian dollars and and that would be like something uh, that's uh, well that would be helpful but well and another thing in regard to the to the pandemic uh, in being an international student is that as we are all at home uh, it's quite hard to get along with people and As you may have noticed, I am a very social person. I like to make friends. I like to to know uh, people. I like to engage in conversations. And that's so hard to do when you just meet people in a Zoom room, in a Zoom meeting. And Facebook uh, is is not a good social media in my opinion, although I still have it, but, and, and it's kind of hard to to get along with with my with my peers sometimes, but uh, still, Liam, I have to to say, uh, our political science uh, fellows, we are getting along very well, I think, uh, despite the pandemic. So, we yeah, sometimes... I've
0: I've I've been I've been quite I've been quite impressed with it for sure. Yeah, it's
3: uh, really
2: easy to get like Zoom fatigue. And especially with classes being online and then uh, especially like Western's clubs, like all of our, we had a Halloween event where you could carve pumpkins online and that like when we're all in a room together and carving pumpkins and having fun, it has a totally different ambiance to when you're at home in your apartment or in your room and you're just carving a pumpkin by yourself and like trying to be jovial and trying to be happy. And it it really sucks. Everyone feels the exact same way for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah, Riz, I, I actually attended one of these uh, Halloween parties. And uh, <laughs> uh, it, although Halloween is not that uh, celebrated here in Brazil, uh, I kind of tried to enjoy, but it, it felt a little bit awkward, I have to
1: say. That's when you got to have some tequila shots. Yeah, to go. Uh,
3: I, I should have looked for them. <laughs> <laughs> Sp-
0: speak some Spanish and really spice up the party. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I missed that time.
1: So, what are you planning to come back to Canada after? Well, hopefully, if the pandemic is done soon, as soon as you can.
3: Yes, uh, as soon as I can, I I I went to to head to Canada because uh, because well, more than just taking classes uh, while taking a master uh, a master's program. the, the whole thing is about the whole Canadian experience, like to be there and to to get along with people from different backgrounds, from uh, well, with Canadians, with non-Canadians, with other international students, uh, and to and, and all, the whole experience uh, of being in Canada and in in a university. That's something. Uh, it's kind of uh, how can i say it's not included in the in the in the tuition but we are also paying for that you know and uh i i really miss that i i, I really would like to be playing i have to use the proper word football with liam and <laughs> and not just like talking about about soccer
0: no absolutely i um i i, I can certainly I, I can assure you, you are not the only one who feels like that. But we understand how how that how that distance can make it feel even more isolating. Now, Ricardo, we're we're almost out of time. But do you have any final words for your experience in Canada as a whole?
3: Well, uh, as we were talking about getting along with people, I think that would be my suggestion for for other. Potential international students get along with your with your peers, because, uh, well, I'm a very social person. I, I already told that, but with people is uh, is when we get the the better experiences in life that, that we have. I think so. Uh, my my best friends for life uh, uh, are both from my childhood, but also not only from my childhood, but, but also from uh, my undergrad time. And curiously, he's uh, in the PhD program as well and uh, hugs to, to Álvaro Pereira, who is our TA, Liam. And Excellent. Uh, And well, friends are what were the, the most valuable thing that we, we take for life, I think. Uh, and yeah, and and I, and I think suggestion.
1: that Sorry, okay. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I was just to say that I think that's a lot, what a lot of people take for granted. Well, we're taking for granted up until COVID nineteen, and we'll hopefully value a lot more once this is all over. I can't wait to meet you in person, Ricardo.
3: Oh, thank you. Me too. I I, I really would. I really want to to meet all of you guys in person as soon as I get there.
2: We'll go to the grad club and we'll have some shots. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I,
3: I I I will take notes on into that. <laughs>
0: That sounds excellent. Ricardo, thank you so much for coming on. Um, we, would, we would like to ask if you have any social media that you'd like to share um, with, with our audience.
3: Yeah, you can, you can look for me in Facebook. My uh, is Ricardo Moll, M-O-L-L. And the same in Instagram, Ricardo Moll, all together.
0: Excellent, thank you so much. This has been GradCast, the official radio show and podcast of the Society of Graduate Students at Western University. I've been your host, Liam Clifford, and my co-hosts were Nicole Posnoff and Reese Patterson. We've been speaking with Ricardo Moll, and this episode was produced by Gavin Tolometty. If you would like to be involved with the show or get in contact with us, email us at gradcastradio at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter at GradCastRadio to listen to us we are on radio western 94.9 fm you can also find all of our episodes on our website at gradcast.ca or on podcast apps like podbean itunes and spotify alternatively select podcasts have been uploaded to youtube at gradcast radio thank you for listening and have a good night